last, but certainly not least, we dig into the quarterbacks here in the doghouse. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by yours truly, Mr. D-Roy. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13, and over on Facebook, Dennis M. Roy over there. Uh, Venmo has been changed, like I said, on the Wide Receiver Podcast. It is now the official RoyDog underscore 13 over there. Uh, PayPal is RoyDog underscore 13 at Yahoo.com. So it's nice. It's easy. Donate if you feel like it. Doing the quarterbacks today. This is the last podcast, basically, uh, before the NFL draft. There might be one more. Um, trying to get... Th- a live stream going uh, that's going to be over on youtube if i get it going i'll let everybody kind of know um what's happening what's going on uh we have to do a test run today uh definitely now that all my power is on and i don't have to worry about my internet connection and all that um <clears throat> hopefully we get that all settled today uh it's going to take up probably most of my day just setting up the format how it looks and whatnot don't know if I'm going to be able to get the actual live stream live stream as far as video is concerned. Um, there's some delays in the video, and it could be just because I run everything just off a laptop, so that could be primarily the issue. Uh, if anything, I can get it set up to where it is full audio, um, and then that would be me and Mr. Paul Burkholtz. Uh, doing day one, and it sounds like some of day two, maybe with Mr. Burkholtz. So, um, worst comes to worst, we'll still do the uh, audio uh, version of it, like we did last year. But we'll do it on YouTube, and then what that what that would be able to do is, I'd be able to have the chat actually there. Um, I know through the spe- the whole Spreaker thing last year, it wasn't very good because it wasn't able to really kind of set it up um, where I could see it. So some of the comments or questions kind of got, um, you know, hidden. I wasn't able to get to them right away this way, uh, be able to interact while we're going through the draft and um, have, you know, a little bit better discussions, less dead air time, which we don't like to have, but... Um, you know, uh, we get a chat going, look, I go out, I need to have a cigarette. Paul's still there. Maybe he can take questions, whatnot. Um, we'll see what happens on there. I got to see how he, how his end will get set up. But, um, at the very least we'll have something going. Um, I'm trying to avoid going back to just that speaker live stream, just for the plain, simple fact that it only lasts, you know, three hours basically of recording 
of you know live stream recording time uh, that we can have over there. YouTube, it's just you know, go ahead, just keep going. We're gonna do five hours. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. You know. So, but uh, that's kind of the plan. Just pay attention to that. I'll have something out hopefully tonight, uh, if not um, information about it tomorrow during the day. So, uh, excited, ready to get this part of the NFL season done with um, so we can focus more on, you know, first things first, we got to get that Dynasty rookie list put together um, and uh middle of may we'll have the schedule out uh so i can start working on the spreadsheets i have an idea on how i can get everything uh set up get it set up easily have that done you know bing bang boom um as well as i'm working on how to get that spreadsheet to basically be built week in and week out, you know, with the, inf- the information, the data coming in uh, to have it get out faster in just so it gets out in time uh, for those Thursday night games. Um, looking to see if I can get the data points put in as fast as possible on Tuesdays uh, so we can hit our waiver wires for seasonal. Um, so maybe I can have a th- uh, a Tuesday afternoon podcast, but it's still probably not going to be all that great um, as far as the timing on that. It worked out a lot better when I did work nights because I was able to do it Tuesday morning, have it done, uh, get the podcast out before everybody got done with work and go through it. So it may end up being we just take a look ahead um, on Mondays uh, just to make sure that I'm getting out <clears throat> at least some kind of information you, you know that's going to be pertinent to fantasy teams and stuff like that so we'll see what happens it is what it is uh we'll deal with what we've got um but for now let's uh get into these quarterbacks there's not too many of them so we can take a little bit more time with them um as always in alphabetical order so let's start with Ian Book out of Notre Dame, redshirt senior, six foot, two hundred and six pounds, ran a four point six five forty yard dash, thirty two point five in the vertical, nine foot seven inch broad jump, and six point nine nine in the three cone drill. That's actually very good for a quarterback. Uh, PFF rank had him as their fourteenth overall QB. Uh, seventh round slash UDFA. Although most of these quarterbacks are getting pushed up. Uh, because of the expectation that there's going to be five quarterbacks taking in the first round. ESPN has him ranked as their QB 9, 150 overall. So first things first with Book, he is a very athletic quarterback who can run. He will look for the throw first on RPOs, which I like, before he takes off. Notre Dame did run design run plays for him, and he handles himself well with the workload, although at times he will let the ball hang loose in his hand instead of tucking it in. That's something that can be coached. Now that we got that out of the way, let's get to his throwing. The first thing I was looking for was his arm slot and how much it changes when he throws from uh, the pocket versus on the run. When he's in the pocket, he throws at about a 15 to 25 degree angle. Again, when you're looking at it, stick your arm flat, parallel to the ground, put your arm directly up, 
that's where I consider 45 degrees. If you're making a 90 degree angle from your elbow where he throws, he throws it more in, which is fine. It's perfect. That's where you want right in between where that, where that point is. If you stick your hand straight up right between that point and where your head is, that's where I'm looking at as far as the angle is concerned. Okay. So 15 to 25 degree angle like it and pushes off with his front leg, which is what we want from a quarterback. When he throws on the run or when he shifts off the rush, he tends to throw to more of a 45 degree angle and has a habit of pushing off with his back leg, which couldn't be a problem. Got away with it in college, but in the pros, that will lead to turnovers. Needs some work, but he is okay in his accuracy and knows how <clears throat> to not only lead his receiver, which is great, uh, but put the ball where only the receiver can get it, which is better. Before I forget, he had 361 rushing attempts. I did not have the rushing on here. He had 361 rushing attempts for 1,517 yards at a 4.2 yard per carry and 17 touchdowns. Most of that came in his last three seasons. Um, very consistent. Uh, if we do his regular ju- his junior year, uh, it was 214 for 314, 68.2%. Uh, completion percentage, 26.28 was his yardage, 8.4 yards per attempt. Uh, 19 touchdowns with seven interceptions. Now we go to his uh, first senior year. Remember, he's a redshirt, so he had two years uh, at senior level. Um, 60.2, we'll just do the 60.2%, so the percentage dipped a little bit, but it was still okay. 3,034 yards for a 7.6 average. Uh, 34 touchdowns, six interceptions. That he had a nice improvement in. Uh, and then his redshirt senior year got the completion center uh, percentage back up to 64.6, which is great. Yards kind of went down a little bit, but he was running a little bit more. Uh, 28-30. Uh, also had one last game as well. Uh, Eight yards per attempt, 15 touchdowns, and three interceptions. Um, that wasn't all that great, but he still he looked pretty comfortable back there. It was just kind of more of a change in the offense using him in the running game. Um, I like him, but like I said, he's going to be very late in this draft. Uh, whether or not anybody wants to take a couple of years and try and work with him, they could probably get something out of him. Uh Let's see here. Uh, Shane Bushley out of SMU, the Southern Methodist. Senior, six foot one, 207 pounds. Uh, Pro Football Focus had him as QB 10. He's a round projection of six. ESPN was right there with them at uh, QB 11. More of a pure pocket passer with very little to be desired as far as athleticism. Throws at the 15 to 25 degree arm slot and pushes off with his front foot. So that's good. Does lead the receiver well on throws. Uh, the problem that I have with him is that he tends to throw off his back foot at times and doesn't appear to have the strongest arms. Could make it a, as a backup, but nothing more. So he's not really anybody that we're uh, going to be interested in. I like Book more than I liked uh, Bushley. Hope I'm saying that right. I don't really care. Uh, Sam Ellinger out of Texas, senior, six foot three, two hundred twenty-five pounds. I know there's a bunch of people that have him in their top ten. Um, 
Pro Football Focus had him as QB11. He's a 7 slash UDFA. ESPN was right there. Uh, this was kind of, <laughs> they went back and forth between Bushley and uh, Ellinger because uh, ESPN had him ranked as QB10. Uh, his arm slot is fine, but his delivery is very elongated. Um, very slow for the release. Uh, when he releases the ball, it almost looks like he is pushing the ball rather than throwing it. It's real weird <clears throat> where it comes out kind of flat, uh, and that leads to, like, the duck balls, right? His, his deep ball is not pretty at all. On the field, I saw him lean into the deep throws, which had him dipping his left shoulder. So more of, like, uh, a, how a pitcher would throw off a mound. That type of action where that there we go, I hit the mute button where his left shoulder dips, and so what happens is when he's coming forward, that arm action comes out more, and he's throwing way past like that forty five degree angle, which is kind of where my limitation is um and it looks really awkward um. Uh, I did watch it. I did, he was one of the few that I actually watched the pro day because I wanted to see if it changed, you know, in in uh, uh, that you know isolated format. Um, and it looked like his coaches tried to fix it, and the ball looked like, but the ball looked like a duck on every long throw, which tells me he isn't used to throwing that way. So uh, to me, he is a big nope, nope, nope. Sam Ellinger, we're not paying any attention to him. Justin Fields out of Ohio State, junior, six foot three, two hundred twenty-eight pounds. Uh, one of the more polarizing prospects for whatever fucking reason. Uh, Pro Football Focus had him as QB three, uh, top five projection. Uh, ESPN has him as their QB four. Now NFL.com, this was the Bucky Brooks, uh, Bucky Brooks rankings, uh, did have him ranked as their QB two. Very good and very consistent arm slot in all throws from fields. Throws off his front foot just as consistent. He will run on RPOs and also on design plays. Keeps his feet, his eyes down the field and can feel the pressure. Sometimes will take off and run a bit too early with a heavy pass rush. Overall, he is worth the hype in this draft class and is no worse than the third best QB, if not the second QB to Trevor Lawrence. It will be interesting to see if his history with epilepsy has an effect on his draft slot or draft spot my bad so i really like justin fields he's a really good quarterback he transferred from uh georgia he was stuck behind jake Fromm, uh which i mean i'm not gonna fault i'm not gonna fault justin fields apparently there was something um that really had to do with racism there was uh racist comments thrown from apparently somebody from the baseball team uh, there and nothing was ever really done about it. And that's why he kind of transferred out of Georgia and he's from Georgia. So if he felt he couldn't work within the conditions, that's fine. You know me, I'm not like big, um, racist conspiracy type type deal and whatnot. But you know what, if the, if, if he's not comfortable, it's going to affect his play. So uh, kudos to him for just uh, taking uh, whatever uh, precautions he needed. Yeah, I mean, when you play when you play college football, if you're a guy that's touted as high as he is, especially, 
Um, you know, and that's not to say for anybody else, right? But, you know, he was groomed to be a pro quarterback from a very young age. And if he knew he needed to get out of there, more power to him. More power to him. Um, he ended up going to Ohio State, which was great for him. Uh, because just for the fact that I think you go from Georgia to Ohio State, you're it's a it's a better place to go um, uh, for him as a quarterback, and it showed. So his sophomore year, <clears throat> he had a sixty-seven point two completion percentage for thirty-two hundred and seventy-three yards, uh, nine point two yards uh, yard average. Uh, 41 touchdowns and three interceptions. That was a QB rating of 181.4. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh, his junior year, uh, he only played in eight games versus 14 as sophomore. Uh, so, he, But he had a 70.2% completion rate, uh, 2,100 yards, good for 9.3. So he's at the higher end of the yards per uh, average. 22 touchdowns and six interceptions. Again, he ran. I didn't have the rushing numbers here, but a 175.6 was his QB rating. Don't text me when I'm... Don't text me when I am recording, bastard. Um, To me, Justin Fields is the second-best quarterback in this draft, and I don't know why he's dropping down. Uh, Now, perennial punching bag from you know pro football focus or not pro football focus my uh my apologies uh pft pro football uh you know where mike florio is um chris sims you know former former nfl quarterback but not really uh former college quarterback had justin fields going at pick 32 in his mock draft if there's any any evidence that Chris Sims has no clue what the fuck he is doing, it is saying that Justin Fields is going to go at the very, very end of this draft. If he does, it's a big mistake by a lot of teams. All right, so Felipe Franks out of Arkansas, redshirt senior, six foot six, two 228 pounds. Feels like Franks has been there for like eight years. Uh, Pro Football Focus has him as QB 12. He is projected in the sixth round. ESPN concurs at QB 12. Uh, His footwork is god-awful. His arm slot is closer to 45 degrees on almost every throw. When he gets the correct slot, the throw looks uh, so damn lazy. He has no feeling for pressure, and he is not athletic (laughs) enough to get away from the pass rush. He looks fucking awful. Just awful. Um, I mean, I've seen Nate Peterman look better than what Felipe Franks did. So, yeah, yikes. All right, Mac Jones, or as I call him, young Gary Busey uh, out of Alabama. Trust me, if if you look at him and you say, okay, Roy says he looks like Gary Busey, like back in the day, like, you know, 80s Gary Busey from uh, Lethal Weapon days, you're going to go, holy shit. Now I cannot see it. Uh, Redshirt Redshirt Junior, six foot three, two hundred and fourteen pounds, four point seven nine in the forty and thirty two inch vertical. That is what it is. Uh, PFS QB five has a round projection in the first. ESPN also ESPN and NFL also uh, have him as the QB five. 
Um, some weird things uh, with him, or at least one weird thing. Um, leadership qualities, he's got them, okay? We're not going to knock him on that. Uh, he looks like he is throwing in a 45-degree arm slot while completely turning his shoulders and has this weird lean back that he does. Now, I did ask, I did uh, uh, talk to Jeff Manns about this um, uh, privately, uh, and he actually said that he did see this very same thing. So what it is is basically when he, after when he's releasing the ball, now think about it when you're throwing a ball, right? Your left your left side's coming back while you're going while your right side, you know, if you're left-handed of course it's opposite, but you know, your your right shoulder when you're throwing it's coming forward, right? You're coming, you're completing it, you're throwing it all the way through. Well, what happens is when he throws it right at the last minute when he's throwing it, it's like it's like somebody comes up and takes two hands and pushes you right up on your shoulders, right up on your, you know, right up on your collarbones right there. Like you're pushing him and he's coming back. And it's the weirdest thing. I've never noticed it before in any other quarterback. So when he throws, <clears throat> he's kind of coming back and I do, and it, it happened, you know, it's one thing when it happens with a heavy pass rush, you know, he's kind of bracing himself for the impact, but he does it when there's nobody around him. So my concern was that if he continues to do that, if he ends up on a team, now, you know, there's been rumors that he's going to go to the 49ers. I don't think he's going to the 49ers, to be completely honest with you. Um, but it's quite possible because of his maturity that Kyle Shanahan thinks, hey, look, we've got a Super Bowl team. We can take a chance on a rookie. Um, he'll offer us stability. But my problem with this is if he ends up getting um, – you know, there's a breakdown. There's a breakdown in his protection. He gets guys on there, so that shoulder move where he's coming back can lead to him leaning more on his back foot on the throws, which could, which would, you know, put a little bit more air under the ball, put a little less oomph on it, um, and could lead to turnovers. Um, as far as his throwing, I don't like him at all. I don't say that. This stuff could probably be corrected, um, but uh, to be honest, it, if I seen this, then the 49ers should have seen this, and there's no way that they could that they're moving up all the way up in the early first round um, to draft him. Let alone, he probably really shouldn't be a day one quarterback at all. And that's just my opinion. You can argue with me all day about it. It's fine. I get it. But I think his his weapons and his offense made him look better than way better than what he really is. I've heard the comparisons with Kirk cousins. Well, where the fuck was Kirk cousins drafted? It was like a fourth round pick. So are you telling me if this guy is going to be Kirk cousins, he's worth a first round pick? No, no day two, you know, day two in that second round. Fine. I can, you know, you could sell that to me, but not the first round. Trey Lance out of North Dakota State, sophomore, six foot four, two hundred and twenty-six pounds. QB four, according to 
Pro Football Focus top 10 uh, pick. Uh, ESPN has him as their QB3, and Bucky Brooks has him as the QB4. The big question with Lance is if his competition was so weak that it's the reason that his stats look so good. He does remind me of Lamar Jackson where he looks to run before he throws a majority of the time. Does he have a good arm? Very much so. Can he get it done? Yes, but he will need some work. He does need to be coached. I like his arm slot, though, and his stance is very good where he throws off his front foot. Definitely made his uh, receivers better and could succeed at the next level if he gets the right coaching. Um, so, yeah, so his sophomore year here, uh, 66.9% completion percentage, 2786 uh, yards. This is out of 16 games, okay? Uh, 28 touchdowns, did not throw an interception. Um, the kid is very good. The kid is very raw. Do I, am I saying that I don't like him? No, I like the kid very much so. He's got a lot of talent, and you can see it. Um, the competition, yes, it was very weak. It was a run-first offense. That's why he doesn't have uh, the ton of uh, passing attempts, uh, yardage, and all that. Can he succeed at the next level? Yes, but he needs work. Now, I've seen people say maybe he, go, maybe he slips, he goes down to Denver. Okay, well, Drew Locke is going to beat Trey Lance straight up the first year. Any NFL, actual NFL quarterback that's out there, he needs a year or two. If you take Trey Lance that high... And if you support it, don't say shit about Jordan Love last year getting taken in the in the back end of the first round. Because that kid, that's Jordan Love right there. Very much so. So you can't sit there and bullshit with me that you're you're okay with the team taking Trey Lance that high and then you want to shit on the Packers just because they took a chance on having somebody that could become an elite quarterback uh, for when Aaron Rodgers is gone. You can't. There's no fucking argument on it. None. Next, we have the uh, consensus QB1. That is Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson, junior, six foot six, two hundred twenty pounds. He's very tall. Uh, there isn't much to say that hasn't been said already. He is the top QB in this draft, far and away. Uh, he can make all the throws. His mechanics are near perfect. His footwork is excellent. He is mobile when he needs to be, and he throws his wide receivers open and can fit the ball in tight spaces as well. He is one of those special players in Jacksonville. We'll be glad that they drafted him. Uh, he should go number one overall. Um, I mean, he's just been groomed. He's been groomed to be an NFL quarterback. I mean, we're the surprise of, you know, last before last season's draft, right, with LSU, with Joe Burrow. I mean, it's, it's, the, same, it's, it's the same thing when you look at, at Trevor Lawrence. He's really, really good. Jacksonville has a better offensive line than Cincinnati did. Um so I'm not too worried I'm not too worried about him and his protection and stuff. It's just going to be basically um what is Jacksonville going to do with Urban Meyer? 
Urban Meyer has been more of a ground and pound type guy, uh, ball control offense. Um, so are we going to see anything that's going to dictate that maybe we take a shot on Trevor Lawrence um, for, like, say, you know, redraft leagues or um, dynasty? Yeah. I mean, if you really need a quarterback, you could take him. You could take him high, but I mean, the running backs are going to be, you know, the bread and butter that we always like. But um, Trevor Lawrence definitely should be probably the QB one taken off the board um, for the dynasty leagues if Justin Fields doesn't fall to the right situation. So um, we'll see. We'll see what my feelings are on it uh, after the weekend. Davis Mills out of Stanford, senior, six foot four, two hundred and twenty-five pounds. Uh, Pro Football Focus has him as their QB seven. Uh, round projection of three. ESPN and NFL.com did not have him. Uh, if you're looking for a quarterback to run your '80s style offense, look no further, folks. He has good mechanics and can make the throws, but he is so boring and reminds me of Tom Brady uh, when he was running the Patriots offense during their first Super Bowl run. Game manager at best and can maybe uh, become a backup somewhere. I'm not impressed. I'm just not. Um, his senior year, 66.2% completion, uh, 1,508 yards throwing. That's in five games, so it's about 300 yards a game. Uh, seven touchdowns and three interceptions, 139.9 rating. Um, yeah, he's just he's not a thriller. He's not a thriller. Um, Kellen Mond out of Texas A&M, senior, six foot three, two hundred seventeen pounds. Uh, QB nine for Pro Football Focus. He has a round projection of four. He has moved up. Uh, he has talk, been being talked about sneaking into the second round uh, at the back end there. Uh, ESPN has him as their QB seven, so they're pretty close. Uh, the first thing I noticed is that. He looks like he is walking slowly into his drop back, which I found really fucking hilarious. Like, it's literally like, it's like the kid that doesn't try to do the um, uh, exercises before practice. It's, it's, it's really funny. He hustles a bit more when there's a better pass rush, though, which brought me a sigh of relief. Uh, his throwing mechanics, though, are really good. A nice arm slot, and it has one hell of a release. Uh, the ball just pops out of his hands. It's real quick, it's real quick, real tight. He's pretty accurate, but I didn't see him throwing his receivers open more than one or two times. Again, I'm only watching the highlights, so it's really possible there's more. Uh, he can run but looks to pass until the last possible minute, which I really like. If he could sit a year, it would be best so he can learn an NFL offense, and I believe he has the potential to be a future starter. Uh, let's see here. It was actually pretty consistent. His senior year wasn't too bad. Um, 63.3 uh, completion percentage, 2,282 yards, uh, 7.7. Uh, so it's a little bit more towards the dink and dunk, but, you know, that could be worked out. 19 touchdowns, three interceptions. He had a 146.9 QB rating. Uh, Kellen Mond is really polarizing right now. There, you either love him or you hate him. Um, I am more into the love um, side of this, but like I said, he needs a year or two to he needs a year or two to learn. 
Um, and he can get it done. He has he has a good size. He's good size, good arm strength. Um, appears to have a you know uh, a good head on his shoulders. Like I said, uh, I like the arm slot, and he's got a hell of a release. Whether or not uh, he throws, he can throw those wide receivers open a little bit more. Um, like I said, I got to look it up. David Moore out of Central Michigan, senior, six foot two, one hundred and ninety pounds, QB thirteen from Pro Football Focus, not rated anywhere else. Um, didn't even have a round projection, so he's a seven slash UDFA. Kid has a has a fucking cannon. Uh, there isn't much out there on him, but I did like what I saw in terms of his arm slot and release. He needs to throw his receivers open better, and he's a lot of work on his footwork and his drop back, but he could make it uh, probably as a backup, so there's no fantasy relevance here, but I do like the kid. Uh, take a look at him. Uh, David Moore, Central Michigan. Jamie Newman out of Georgia, redshirt senior. This is the guy that... Uh, was supposed to take over for Jake Fromm. He never made it to Georgia. He did not play last year. He uh, was transferring from Wake Forest. So everything that he's got from 2017-2019 is going to be Wake Forest. Uh, redshirt senior, though, six foot four, two 230 pounds. Uh, pro football focuses him as their QB8, as does ESPN. Uh, round projection of four. Never played it down for Georgia, but from what I saw of him at Wake Forest, this kid has real potential. Has a good arm slot and his release is quick and can throw the ball with some zip or with touch when need be. Throws his receivers open and can run if need be, but he looks to throw first if an RPO. Would be a guy that could sit a year or two uh, with the right team, He, but with the right team he could be pretty interesting. So that junior year, his last year at Wake Forest, uh, 60.9 completion percentage. It's a little low for college. Uh, 2,868 yards. It's good. Uh, This is 12 games, 7.9 average, 26 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. So he doesn't come without flaws, but um, like I said, give him a couple couple years to learn, especially that far back end of the draft. he could become something special. Kyle Trask out of Florida, redshirt senior, six foot five, two hundred and forty pounds. Pro Football Focus has him as QB six. Round projection of the second round. There's been some talk that he could slip up in the first, but I'm thinking he's definitely going to be a day two guy. Uh, ESPN has him ranked also as the QB six. He's a very fluid thrower and leads his wide receivers well. Uh, has a great arm slot and nice velocity on the throw where he puts the ball where only his receivers can get it. It was it, With Trask, you could really see it. And has that nice touch on the long throws. Nice footwork on the drop back and can run if he needs to. I realize that he had a lot of nice weapons, but so did Mac Jones, so I don't really understand how Trask is ranked lower than him. And is it because of the national championship win? Because if it is, that's the dumbest fucking reason to do it. Uh, Trask, if if you look at where Trask is ranked versus Mac Jones, they should be neck and neck. And in that case, I would still give a little bit of a nudge to actually Trask. Trask is the better quarterback as far as pure talent, and that's what I would take. That's what I would take a shot on at the beginning of the second round versus uh, Mac Jones somewhere in that front. You know, if he's going to go in that front to middle. 
Um, Trask is very much so the better quarterback. Uh, and if you want the stats, he did he did increase his stats each and every year from his sophomore up to his senior year. Uh, senior year, he was 68.9 completion percentage, 4,283 yards. It's good for a 9.8 uh, average uh, per attempt. 43 touchdowns and eight interceptions. Uh, had a QB rating of 180. So uh, that was a ju- that was a major jump from the, his year before. So he he you can see it's more of a progression uh, year in and year out. Uh, last but certainly not least, we have ourselves Zach Wilson from Brigham Young University, junior, six foot three, two hundred and ten pounds. Pro Football Focus has him ranked as their QB two. Uh, round projection, of course, top five. He's expected to go second overall to the Jets. ESPN has him ranked as well as their QB two. Doesn't lead his receivers as well as Lawrence, but he has a really nice arm and can put the ball where only his receiver could get it. He has a nice arm slot, but the only thing I can knock him on in that drop back is he doesn't set his feet until just when he's ready to release a throw. Um, so it's like real quick. It's like set, go, set, go. Not where you know most guys when they do their uh, three, five, sevens, where they get that nice plant and then push forward, he doesn't do that. It's real dance until he's ready to go. And it's dance, 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 set, go. So it's real quick. Um, and I don't like that. He's going to have to – they're going to have to coach that, which they're going to have to do. <laughs> they're really going to have to do. Uh, he has some wheels and takes off when the throw isn't there. Um, I'm not impressed with the pro day throw where he threw the ball across his body 50 yards or so to his receiver. Uh, that shit will not slide in the NFL. And even at BYU, he wanted to throw off balance to make a play, and that could get him in trouble with the Jets. I like the kid. He has potential, although I might like Fields by a hair more, and I do. So to me, it really kind of goes. It, it, it goes Lawrence. It goes Fields. It goes Wilson. Um, and to be completely honest with you, like if you wanted a more QB, you know, if you wanted a guy more ready, I would probably tell you it's actually Trask at four, Mac Jones at five and Trey, well, Trey Lance at six. Although you could sway me to go, okay, if, well, if I'm making the, uh, Jordan love comparisons, then I could probably go Trey Fields in front of Mac Jones. But it, I'm just, I'm telling you, dude, like, Mac Jones is, he's not going to be anything special, and that worries me that um, team's going to take him thinking that he's he's going to be really good in the NFL. Um, but let's face it, it, he's he can be a solid quarterback. He can be Kirk Cousins, just like what everybody is, you know, kind of projecting him as kind of being for his career. But... Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of things that I don't, I'm not getting with this draft and it's going to be interesting. There's going to be a lot of trades probably going on, uh, just because can't get a lot on these prospects. Um, as far as the NFL's, you know, team standpoint. So, oh, look at that. Antonio Brown resigned with Tampa. So they got everybody back. 
They got everybody back. Uh-oh. Oh, Caleb Farley tested positive for COVID. Won't attend draft. The Virginia Tech cornerback. He's going to be a risk. He's going to be a risk with his back. I read up on his back, his whole back issue. Holy shit. Holy shit. Um, let's see. Is there anything else going on here? Uh, oh, they do their final final mock drafts. Penny Sewell goes anything outside the top five, um, top six. Uh, if he slides past the Bengals, I'm sorry. I, I know the Bengals really want to get a weapon. they really looking at Kyle Pitts or maybe Jamar Chase. Uh, man, they're going to make a mistake. Get that fucking offensive line fixed so you don't get your fucking players killed. Come on, Bengals. Don't fuck this up. But that's it. That's all the uh, skill position players that we're going to go through here. Uh, like I said, just pay attention. I'm trying to get that live stream going. If anything, if not video, we'll have the audio. YouTube. YouTube. YouTube.